Panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable <laughs> I'm a Welcome to Maniacal Music Musings. I am your host, Jeremy Bryant, and you know God hates me. I make the ladies scream as I make them cream. Can it be so simple? Yes, it can. That's just the way I am. And of course, my co-host is writing his doctrine to the damned while he performs a ceremony in flames. This is his story. This is his life. Motherfucking Chauncey Glyph. How you doing tonight, Chancey? That was pretty good. I'll give you that one. That was pretty fucking good. But why did you it's always pretty fucking good. Top five in your fucking intro. What the fuck, dude? I have I'm, skill. I'm what can I say? I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this week, we are joined by someone who was supposed to be here a couple of days ago, but that's okay. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> Our guest is... Justin Casket, the monster Eldritch from New England Kings Entertainment, N.E.K., our up? first legit musician on the show. How you doing tonight, call, Casket? Well, I wouldn't call myself a musician, first of all. I just yell things into a microphone. <laughs> I mean, they pay uh, you for it, so that's good enough. Not enough. <laughs> no, I'm not saying, enough. Like, that makes you a professional. I guess. He yeah, ain't making... He ain't making that Eminem money yet. No, I fucking wish I was making that Eminem money. <laughs> I wish I was making that kind of money. Someone you know, should besides not, Eminem, that's for sure. It, it is a good thing that Eminem like got sober and figured out his life. Because you imagine if he was still acting the way he was 20 years ago uh, at 40. Although, <laughs> A, he would have never made it. B... I think we would have had probably like four more exquisite fucking like completely genre altering albums that would have fucking extrapolated rap into a whole other direction. And then he'd have burnt up like a motherfucking star. After, yeah, I mean, after relapse, when he got sober after relapse, it's like he just took rap and was like, Fuck this. I'm recreating everything. And it was just it was amazing. Yeah, I'll I'll get to that when we get to Casket C D, which as on this show, we always go with the guest C D first. So Casket, tell the audience what C D you brought and why you love it so, but don't give it your top five yet. We do that after. I I brought in Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP. So you can suck my dick if you don't like my shit Cause I was high when I wrote this So suck my dick Cause I don't give a fuck if you don't like my shit Cause I was high when I wrote this So suck my dick Uh, it is my, probably one of my top albums I've listened to of all time. It was actually the album that I listened to at 12 years old that made me realize, as a white guy, I could rap because I could do it. I was like, wow, I can rap too. Because, I mean, before that, we had been on Ice and Kid Rock and, uh, you know, the, the, the lickety-bum-bum guy. Snow, man. And, 
Yes, no. Snow the Informer. Snow the yeah. Informer. That's all we had before that. But I mean, when I listened to that, I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, and then Eminem coming on there rapping about murdering his mom and raping his mom. I was like, fuck yeah, that's my shit. I hate my mom. I now hate my mom. I don't know what she did, but I hate her. You know, I don't know. I just, I connected, I connect, I completely connected with that album at 12 years old on a level that I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> you know? Well, one, wait a minute. You're forgetting fucking album. Beastie. You're, for, you're forgetting Beastie Boys and Insane Clown Posse when you say there was no white rapper before Eminem. Oh, yeah. That's true. Well, for me, for me, be, believe it or not, like a lot of, I, this was a thing at the show we did last weekend. Uh, I did a cover of Kill You. Uh, um, and uh, people were, and I was like, yeah, before I was a juggalo, before I was into any of the shit, I was a stan. And actually, there was people in the crowd that told me I was a liar. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I had Beastie Boys, but Eminem was like the first white rapper that made me go, wow, holy fuck, I can do this. Because believe it or not, it was like, it was probably like two years later that I didn't discover like the insane clown posse and the insaneness of their fucking music, you know? And that was well, my in the name. <laughs> that was my and, introduction to horrorcore as in just about everybody's you know uh, yeah. I mean yeah I knew Eminem before I knew RCP by a longer time than that by far but that's yeah. because I was a yeah. I was a sheltered white suburb boy and my mom and dad wouldn't let me listen to shit that explicitly lyrics in it so I was a I was a trashy trailer trash kid that hated my life and Eminem made me realize that I wasn't the only trashy trailer kid that hated their life <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Beastie Boys, no. The Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, yes. I have always fucked with the Beastie Boys, but it wasn't like on a I mean that was that's kind of like I was like, you know, that's when I was like five, six, you know what I mean? So you know, you're not really understanding the lyrics and shit like that. Like I understand it now, listening to it. You know, now I'm like, yeah, this shit's fucking dope. I love it. But like where Eminem came in, it was basically at that point in my life where I was transitioning from my childhood to my teenage years, and basically yeah, well, I mean, yeah, call me not so slim shady in school. So I thought that was funny in, in 21 Jump Street when they called him not so slim shady. And I was like, oh my fucking God, dude, they used to call me that in school. I used to dye my hair blonde and all that shit. Yeah. And I mean, if you really want a white arse before that, even though I love him, you could technically call Will Smith one. Will Smith is blacker than anybody. He slapped Chris Rock like a motherfucker. He was angry black man that day. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, his rap is definitely like white guy rap. Did like, you did you hear how he said what he said? Keep yeah. my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Will Smith is black, and he's an American <laughs> treasure, and we have to protect him. I don't know. Oh, trust me, we we we, we, we. I mean, you know. Oh, trust me, he's one of the greatest actors ever. We we love Will we. We absolutely love and endorse Will Smith over at the Bracket Masters podcast. <laughs> Unlike the fandom of Harvey Laguerre. But I, 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 I mean, as a man that's, you know, with a woman that's been with her for a while, if a dude comes up and he's making jokes about my wife on stage, I'm not going to just slap him. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. And then I'm going to say, keep my name's wife out your fucking My wife's name out your fucking mouth. Like, well, I, I mean, understand where Will was coming from. I mean, well, I ain't going to say why I've seen you tell guys to, that you'll do to them if, if you catch them uh, hitting on your wife on your soon to be wife on Facebook. Yeah, they, they they become my new wife too. Yeah, and you just made Chancey smile. So Chancey, what did you think of Casket's album? 
I mean, honestly, the only way that it could have been better would have been as if he could picked this one shady LP. Ah, yeah. Honestly, like for me, because like that was my exposure to Eminem. Yeah, I, I I loved both of them, but like, oh. yeah, yeah. I got that one after. I got that one after. I didn't even know about it at that point, and then the 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 CD cover. Somebody gave me the CD yeah. with the 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 broken Vicodin on it, and I was oh, like, yeah. "What is this?" And like, it's yeah. Eminem, Slim Shady. And I'm like, wait a minute, like he did a sequel? And they're like, no, this came out before that. And then uh, that's when I discovered this one shady, this one shady LP, which is also a classic. You know, my my discovery of Slim Shady was literally fucking staying up past my bedtime, sneaking cable TV in my room on MTV, and my name is dropped on fucking MTV Two or something. And I yep. was just like, what the fuck is this? Dude, oh I can God, remember the this is great. The first uh, time I ever saw Eminem rap was on Saturday Night Live, and he did uh, "Forgot About Dre" with Eminem. Yeah, that was the first time I ever saw Eminem, and I was like, "Who the fuck was that guy?" You know, and that and that's where like it went from there. I was like, I, I, because I've always followed like Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. I used to love right? West Coast rap. I was always big into West Coast rap. Like I used to live in the East Coast and be like, "Yo, West Coast," you know, even though it made no sense, but. You know, so like a West Coast rap was always my shit. So like, if it wasn't for Dre, I would have never, you know, found Eminem. And you know, and, and uh, yeah, that's Saturday Night Live. Uh, Dre did uh, Saturday Night Live. He was a musical guest, and uh, I remember Eminem did. I uh, forgot about Dre with him, and that's how I was like, who the fuck was that guy? And that's how I discovered Eminem and uh, Marshall. Yeah, Slim Shady, uh, the LP. Slim Shady EP, and uh, uh, Ride the Lightning by Metallica are literally the first uh, two. CDs that I ever bought, and I got them both yeah. at the same time. <laughs> uh, I got the Marshall Mathers LP on my 12th birthday from my sister Tina, who's probably going to be watching this because she kept telling me she's going to watch it. Uh, she bought me this the Marshall Mathers LP. She bought me Exhibits, uh, Man Man vs Machine, yeah, and she bought me Jay Z's uh, uh, Rock La Fama, which I mean I I liked it. It was all right, but I've never been a huge Jay Z fan. But exhibit was Same. another exhibit's another, exhibits another very I'm a big fan of exhibit. I think he's very underrated because of the, the whole Pit My Ride thing. Right. And then the song uh the, the song they did on uh the Marshall Mothers LP, the bitch bitch please too. <sighs> Him. That was literally like my my favorite rappers back then, all in one song. And so like it's it's exhibit Dr. Dre, uh who's exhibit Dr. Dre. Nate Dogg did the hook, which I mean, any hook that Nate Dogg did was just perfect. Yeah. And uh, and Eminem, and uh, yeah, that that was that was fucking yeah, awesome. I could have swore Hook was Nate Dogg's middle name. I think Nate Dogg's middle name was Hook, man. Definitely, <laughs> nobody right. nobody made a hook like him. Chanty, does that conclude your review? Yes, sir. Now. Now, when I think of Slim Anus, I mean, uh, Slim Shady's Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, hold is, on to that shit still. But, I mean, I I will say straight out, I love Eminem more when he was fucking, before he went to rehab. I love Eminem more before he went to rehab. His music back then was so much there. fucking better. I mean, the, I rehab think, C, I, the, the, re, the rehab CD is fucking golden, golden, golden shit, but... I still like that's the only CD I bought Eminem past like 2005, but and I mean 
his, his earlier stuff is classic. I never owned any of the CDs. I just had like mixtapes from Napster and fucking LimeWire of all the songs I liked. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into more of that in my top five. But uh, I mean, he just Eminem was good back then when I was a kid. I, I mean, I could bang some of his shit now. I don't like the way he fucking thought he was all big with ICP and Esham and fucking like trying to put them on flyers and shit. That pissed me off to this day because that's a bitch ass move when you're first starting out. I mean, everybody does shitty marketing in the beginning, you know. I know, I know, but still, it's just cheap ass shit. Like at least ask first, and he not ask. But that's also that's. But you got to remember that's also only one side of the story. Eminem has never told his side of that story, ever. Yes, he did. He did. I back in 2010 when they worked it out with a bowling game between D12 and all psychopathic records besides ICP, which I find that ironic as shit is that the two main people that were having the beef couldn't be there. But I mean, and they, and then they did articles and newspapers in Detroit around that time, like with both of them telling their side of the story and being like, nah, 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 like we're good now. We're good. It's been too, it's been like 20 years. We're good. But it was bullshit. It was still bullshit. And I always hold that against Eminem and, that's why when we had Psychopathic from our space on here, I fucking made chance to listen to Slimanius because I wanted him to hear that track. So, I but, heard it. <laughs> it is a I'm funny sure song. But, but the, the, the funniest part about that song is Jamie Madrox, uh, Jamie Madrox says it never happened. He had nothing to do with that. Did you know that? I never heard that one, but I mean, I believe it because I know ICP does a lot of shit to the rappers okay. that they never did so twisted twisted was on uh twisted was on um sway i think it was sway show which is shady four or five they were talking about the beef and they're like well that was never our thing that was between jay and them like we had nothing to do with that jamie madrox is a big part of slim Amos. like almost the whole the song whole thing. yeah 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 so they denied that they had anything to do with that song but they have to be lying. There's no one else that can do that voice besides Jimmy Madrox. We know that. I mean, we, it was Jimmy Madrox's voice. If you go to the credits on the album and look at the credits, it says James Spilano, whatever his name is, underneath it. His names are there. He's yeah. credited for it. You know, he's trying to, they're trying to, uh, what it is is they're trying to get that Eminem verse that they're never going to get. That's what that's about. Well, I mean, th- I mean, they told stories on their podcast a while back about like, how like when they were designing like set pieces for House of Crazies at their trailer, like Eminem would Eminem lived like right down the road and would fucking stop by and be like, "I like your sets," and like move on. I like mean, he, they, they, they 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 tell stories in their podcast of like Eminem just dropping by sometimes, like by their trailer because yeah, they, they I think they possible. I think they live I think one of them lived in the same trailer park as Eminem. Like it's possible, yeah, it's possible, you know, and just. I mean, they were can doing we have, crazy. Can we have can we have Marshall Mathers confirm that for us? No. If he, I mean, if, he if he would, I mean, if he would, but I mean, the only thing I'll confirm about Eminem nowadays is that his daughter is hot as shit now. She's like twenty five and she's hot. Don't hot say shit. we don't talk about Haley. <laughs> we don't talk about Haley. <laughs> would you, oh, with a body like that, that, I'll talk about her daily. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. We've all watched that child grow up. It's just strange. You know what I mean? I stopped it, watching it, her for like a good 15 years, so yeah, I'm good. She's literally not famous for anything other than her dad making songs about her, you know, and talking about killing her mother. But yeah, which I'm, I want, I want to hear how she feels about that now. But I mean, I'm with I don't him know. on that though. I love that. that Did you hear what yeah. happened when she saw him performing Kim live? 
she tried to commit suicide after he, seeing seeing him perform Kim live. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she tried to commit suicide. I mean, I mean, if that was you and that was the name of the song, you know, I think I think most women would probably try because I think he actually he said some pretty. Yeah, I think he, he, he said in some, the song. He said some awful shit in that song. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Gasket, what are your top? What are your top five for your own CD? And you you can start with your honorable mentions and then go to five and work your way up. Uh, let's see. Five would be Kim. I fucking I fuck with that song. That song is just me angry. You know, thirteen year old me angry. Thirty five year old. I'm angry. I could still rock that shit and it just gets it out. It's it's a perfect. It's I love it. It's awesome. Uh, number four is Bitch Please because that's just a fucking fantastic fucking song. It's a good collaboration. People don't make you know people don't make songs like that where you just take three or four dope rappers and just put them on one song, put your fucking ego aside and just rap. Like people don't do that shit anymore. That that that's good shit. Actually, um, there's not to interrupt, but there was a picture on Facebook over the last few days of Snoop, Dre, and Eminem recording a song together in the studio. I'm fucking hoping and praying it's something good, and it's not a response to the game because the game doesn't deserve one. Oh yeah, the game's trash, uh, but dude, that he did a 10 minute diss track on Eminem called Black Slim Shady. It's I heard I heard about it. I've seen I've seen it on Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. He says. He says that Eminem has 12 albums and only one of them got played in his car, but yet he references all 12 of those albums throughout that fucking diss track. So it doesn't, you've li obviously listened to them. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> yeah, it's basically, to, to me, I mean, to me, he, it's just, a, he, he tried race baiting, you know, basically saying just because you're white, you, you're a white rapper, you want to be black, you know, that's, that's racist in return, you know, if you ask me. It, that's that's it's racist to assume that just because every person that's white that raps wants to be black that's not true that's not exactly true not true at all I mean, you know maybe maybe we love the culture maybe we respect the culture and we're honoring the culture by doing that you know so anyways number three would be uh amityville amityville uh, I, I, I fuck with that song so bad. It's awesome. Uh, I'm really not a big fan of Bizarre, uh, but Bizarre's Bizarre ramblings on the song just made it perfectly. Dude, uh, Bizarre, Bizarre and King Gordy as the last American rock stars is an amazing CD. I like King Gordy on his own. I, 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 like, I, I, like, I like them both on their own. <laughs> King, King Gordy is like my hero. I've met my hero. He's a fantastic person. In his music, dude, he's the biggie of, of, of the Midwest, if you ask me. If he rapped about anything but what he does, he would be a lot more famous and he'd have a lot more money. He is probably one of the best rappers ever to live. And well, yeah, he, he, does, he, does like to he does like to rap about um, raping the Virgin Mary. Oh, my God. Dude, fucking Vader. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Vader. I love Vader. I love Vader. Vader is nasty. The the his lyrics, the way he flows, is just awesome. It's just like like I said, like there's horrorcore and then there's King Gordy. King yeah. Gordy is up here while horrorcore is still right here. Take the take the the scary part of horrorcore, then add in talking about you know he's talking about doing horrible things to like he, he's talking about uh, raping Tyler the Creator, uh, you know shit like that. Like like he he takes it to a whole nother level that doesn't exist. 
Nobody else does that, you know? What's going so, on, Jeff? I mean, that, what's up, Jeff? But yeah, King Gordy, King Gordy's just uh yeah, he's 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 uh he's an unrespected uh probably one of the best rappers in the industry. All right, where am I? Number three now? Number three. Number three would be No, you you stayed three, you're on two, I think. Uh, I'm on two? Okay. Number two is uh Hey, what's the song with sticky fingers? The one on Marshall Mathers LP. Under the influence? Uh, no, no, under the influence. I, I don't know why I'm pulling up. Remember me. Remember me. Oh, yeah. This, he's over here rapping it. I fucking love that song. Dude, Sticky Fingers fucking burst on that. And because, I mean, Eminem was a huge fan of Onyx. So the first thing he wanted to do is he wanted to do his Sticky Fingers. And a lot of people seem to have forgotten how dope Sticky Fingers is. And then, dude, he fucking did that verse. And I have to say, he's probably one of the only people I've ever heard out rap Eminem on one of his own songs. Like, that shit was nasty. Plus, with his unique delivery, his bulk, his Sticky Fingers' voice. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking phenomenal. And number one, number one will always be Kill You. That is my number one Eminem song of all time. Dude. It's literally... It's literally, uh, I could rap that fucking word for word right now. You know what I mean? Like, that is my favorite Eminem song of all time, dude. And it just, it's just too good. I mean, what a great way you do your intro, okay? You does this intro, and how does this start? When I was just a little baby boy, my mama used to she tell, tell me, me these crazy, crazy things. things. She used to tell me my daddy was an evil man. She used to tell me hating dude. me. Like, dude. Yes. We, we yes. matched like four out of five, just not in the same Did we really? For real. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's a fucking dude. Such oh, a great fuck, album. Man. Such, such a great that's album. That's funny. That's funny as shit. Yeah. Well, we yeah. didn't match up on that much. We didn't match up on that much, actually. So I'm going to go next on this one. Then. All right. I'm going to go next then. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had two honorable mentions for uh, the Marshall Mathers LP. And that was. I'm back because I love that song. That's banging. It reminds, I mean, Hobson kind of did the same thing like 15 years later, but I, I love it. Yeah. I like Eminem's version as well, as well. And of course, Kim's my honorable mention. So I do love that song. It's fucking hilarious. And like, just my, it's a I can picture my exes. In, I can picture my exes and rap to that song perfectly. So <laughs> anybody could. Yeah. yeah. Num number five is criminal. Cause I love that I love that fucking song, and I'm just gonna say this is the one CD that out of the three that I didn't listen to today. Like this CD, I listened to like a fucking week ago because it was supposed to be on Tuesday. So I listened to it like a week ago. So I don't some of these songs I know obviously, and some of these songs I just don't remember exactly. But number four, is Stan, because I love Stan since I was a kid. Like I the fact that it's about, over. Yeah, I forgot all about Stan. Um, yeah, I forgot about Stan too. I forgot all about well, Stan, man. Just like really Eminem good. did, and look how that ended. <laughs> he didn't. For, he didn't Sala forget us. <laughs> he didn't forget all of us that became Stans after, though. He still has the best merchandise I've ever seen on his website, and the best yeah, merchandise no. he sells. St St Stan, which is fucking. It my, when my dad first heard I was listening to it, he was like, "Are you listening to Dito?" Uh oh, because. 
Yeah, the dinos on the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember. I remember. I remember hearing that stand before Dido's song, and then oh, yeah, Dido's song. Dido's song came out a little later, and I was yeah. like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's like when you hear the real version of Toy Soldiers too, and then like you hear Eminem's version. Like it's like yeah, yeah, like a night and day. But did you know great. that that Toy Soldiers version released? is actually was the it was like i think there was like four different versions of that song that were hidden away that i guess they say he's gonna release at some point because there was a that was like the the complete one but i guess a bunch of them a, a, a bunch of different versions and i mean he said a lot more terrible shit about people because toy soldiers originally was about it was instead of just like because toy soldiers ended up being like okay let's just watch this shit and get it the fuck over with originally it was like gonna be like a fucking diss track on like and just destroying ja rule and everybody and then he changed his mind like, halfway through so like there's a couple different versions of that song somewhere hidden that nobody will ever see uh, one of eminem's producers actually came out and said that during an interview it was a couple years back uh i mean i never knew that but i mean i always thought toy soldiers was just about like the war in iraq and shit but Oh, it was, was it was more about like uh, it was more about like uh, like I'm I'm always supposed to be the soldier to never lose my composure, you know you know even though I hold the whole weight on my world on my shoulders. Basically, what he was talking about was like what was going on with Benzino, what was going on with you know uh, Ja Rule and Murder Inc. and all that shit, and you know people got killed. You know, some one of Fifty Cent's uh, one of Fifty Cent's uh, his friends there, well part of his entourage got stabbed and died. Mm. Uh, because of all that stupid shit, you know. But yeah, rap, so it's not worth it. Stan, I've known for fucking like twenty five years. Like that's an amazing song, and yeah. I get everybody, yeah. everybody listened to it. Everybody listened to it like back in like two thousand and like two thousand one, two thousand two. Like everybody listens to that shit. Stan is definitely and, a honorable mention for me. Now that I forgot about it, <laughs> and you might feel the same about the next one because number three for me is. The way I am, but I oh, will say, yeah. I, I will say, I like the version with Marilyn Manson better. Yes, I like Marilyn because Manson, and I, I the, still listen to Marilyn Manson. The video, the, the video, <laughs> the video, the, the video at the VMAs of the, of like him singing of Eminem rapping along with that, and also Marilyn Manson comes out like the top of one of the fucking uh, towers they had in the stage for some reason, yeah. and Marilyn well, Manson comes really, out with, looking like Eminem. That was really good of Eminem to do. Because I mean, not only was Eminem getting, you know, people are being controversial because of his lyrics, but you know, but then of course at the same time, around the same time, you know, Marilyn Manson's being blamed for blamed for fucking Columbine. Which, Columbine, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just because somebody listens to somebody's music doesn't mean it's gonna they're gonna go shoot up a fucking school, you asshole. I fucking remember that shit. Boy, don't I? Me too, I man. Me too. I, I mean, fucking. fucking he even fucking says in, he even says in the song, he's like, they they want to blame Marilyn, like. Yeah, like, yeah. Did. it doesn't it make any sense to me. Yeah, you can't blame music for fucking people's actions, dude. It makes no sense. No. <laughs> and you know what? The, the you know it's unfortunately the way this country works is they can't take the blame that there, maybe there's a psychiatric problem instead of a fucking. But no, they look at the exterior motives like music and movies and stuff. And it's like, dude, no. We have a psychiatric problem in this country. We always have had one. Now it's more in the forefront because we're more connected than we've ever been. So now we see it more often. That's the problem. We have a psychiatric yeah. problem in this country. You know? I agree. Not I music. agree. You can't. I mean, I mean, you know, 
you know, Eminem can't, you know, Eminem, he can't put a fucking gun in your hand and fucking, you know, he's not putting a gun in somebody's hand and telling them to go shoot their school. You know, he's not doing that. He's, you know, if you're, if like, he even said, like, what did he say? If you're, if you're dumb enough to fucking believe this shit, then fuck you. You shouldn't be listening to this shit. If you, if you believe the words that I say, like, and you believe I, you know, I worship the devil and I do all this horrible thing. Well, good. He's like, good. I fucking hope you do. You know, you idiot. He said it himself. Right. Yep. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. And uh, I, it's actually funny because in speech class in college, I so did the speech Marilyn Manson gave um after the Columbine incident when he uh, gave a fucking like pre- about yep. like calling all calling parents assholes and shit. Like, yeah, because so, they are. You I told, you... They are. They are. I understand. Agree. Satan- satanic panic. The whole satanic satanic panic thing was still going on in the late nineties, and it, it made life hell for rappers and rock artists. I mean, ICP saw and, it too. That's why Disney dropped and, them. That's why. That's why Island Records dropped them. But yep, yep. But yep. My number. My number two um, that's, was. It's, it's been fuck Disney, fuck Michael Eisner since, man. <laughs> yep. Number two was under the influence because I love that fucking song. Like, and I was actually driving a little drunk when I was fucking listening to it. But you know, still. So you and number one, if you don't like my shit, because I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, no, 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 that's okay. That's why I say I'm bracket bastards all the time. But and number one was uh, yeah. Bitch Please Part Two, of course, because that song I had never heard that song before this because I never listened to the full like I never listened to the full Marshmallow LP ever. Like I only heard the songs I knew that were popular off it. So like Bitch Please was like a, a pleasant fucking surprise yeah. when I heard that because it was like oof. All all rappers I like, like fuck yeah, I can rock with this. Yeah, that's just that's right up there with like yeah, um, yeah. fucking. I tried to. Like, I actually tried to emulate. What? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Nah, it's just it's funny because we just had what's the difference on uh, a bracket bastard yeah, was bracket just on today. Show earlier was what? Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. The choices for the '90s songs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, that's a really good yeah, song. Yeah, but. Those are my top five. Chancy, what are your top five? So here's the thing, though. Um, you know how my style is, Jeremy. Uh, I love me a good intro, and I love me a good sample, and I love me a good skit. At first, before, you know, I kind of realized, okay, well, like, I should really take this a little bit more seriously. I was going to do a top five of, like, the fucking, like, like Ken Kniff and fucking the... Uh, the, all Ken the messages from Connecticut. You automated piece of shit. <laughs> oh, dude, I will fuck with people all day. Be like Ken Kniff from Connecticut. Yeah, as long as it's not, as long as it's, as long as it's not the second part, motherfucker. If it's the second part, we're gonna have fucking beef. What? You don't fuck with ICP. You don't. You oh, don't. Oh well, no, that would have been on there too. Inherently, just just to put a rib on you. But, I mean, like, all of them would have. It would have been all you, of them. I wouldn't have had an actual a... song on my list. But then I was like, you know, I don't want to come. I don't want to come on this show and then look disrespectful to someone who's actually, like, you know, a paid artist and signed. And Jeremy asked me to kind of, you know, not shit the fucking bed on this one. So, you know, <laughs> I, I figured I would be at least uh, you know moderately professional oh that reminds me i gotta fucking i gotta take a hit real quick because 
Yeah, I was I was the guy that had the ball. I was I was definitely that guy. I was the one that wore the Eminem shirt at the ICP show. But uh, I did. And guess what happened? Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened back then. Well, uh, back you then. Know? Oh no. I back you know then. I I fucked with both of them. Back then, well, you would hear stories about people getting jumped for wearing Eminem shows. Shows wearing Eminem shirt. Nothing happened. Nobody bothered me. I mean, I'm also kind of a big guy, so people kind of leave me alone. Might have but at the same time, I mean, or I had plenty. Of, like I just did it. Just Nobody said shit to me. Everybody, matter of fact, everybody that was cool with me back then is still cool with me to this day. I'm, a, I'm honestly <laughs> never been to a show where there's been any type of beef anywhere, like whether it's a metal show or anything. Like everybody's always cool with each other. If somebody falls down, everybody yeah. picks each other. Oh, I've been up. to shows. I've been to shows. I've been to shows where there's beef. Yeah. See, I've been to shows where there's beef, but it's like you know local rappers and their local people. Oh, okay, yeah, and, no, yeah, you know, most of the time nothing pops off. Yeah, you know, nothing pops off. There usually isn't issues. Yeah, like, the worst with us, we don't have any issues with anybody. Drunken fights between a couple of guys because somebody. We don't even get that at our personal shows that we do. We actually have like a really like we have like we, our thing is like NEK is family. Like we're a family. You know, we really are. We look at each other as family. You know, that's my brother. That's my sister. You know, so we treat everybody as if. So like basically, it kind of radiates into our fans too. I've noticed like. A lot of people that come to our shows for the first time are like, wow, dude, I really love the atmosphere. Like, you're out here talking to us just like we're normal people and shit. I'm like, well, you are. And I'm a normal person, too. Hi. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I don't like to, you know, we don't like to do that. Misty and I are constantly, we do our shows, we're bouncing around talking to people, you know, having, you know, we just want to make it, everybody should feel like they belong in yeah, something. You know, we're all the misfits on this fucking island of toys. Absolutely. You know? Everybody you know? wants to be So it's like, you know what? Inclusivity. You know, that's why. Yeah. So you know, that's basically always our business. That's that's exactly what I was like. All right, I'm gonna take it serious. Cause like I I really do want to make the show palatable and presentable to like guests <laughs> of all kinds, whether it's like people we know or you know artists such as yourself, or even like yeah. you know artists that like even all any of us look up to in the future. That'd be fucking pretty badass. That's something to shoot for. So my two honorable mentions are uh, Kim and Under the Influence. Because... Yeah. Like, like you were singing it once, like, you can suck my dick if you don't like my shit. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's just so good. It's, I, it's I mean, so... That, yeah. I, I think also with the album... With, with that album, it was kind of like one of the, it's like it's a transitional into to like it's a transitional period for a lot of people in their life. That album was, and that's why like a lot of people like when Jeremy was saying that he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't really fuck with what Eminem does now. Well, you know he's grow he's growing older. You know he's growing up, and so are we. So like his his palette for what he wants to perform is changed. He he now wants to do more intricate lyrics and the crazy shit that he does that. Most people just can't wrap it around. A lot of people just can't. I mean, this this shit that he does, and I'm just like, wait, what? Like when he did Godzilla, I was like, wait, what the what the fuck is going on? I'm mean, like, I'm trying to bob my head to it, but it's going this way and that way. Right. You know? uh, yeah, it's just it, it, yeah, he got really intricate. Intricate. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. And I mean, I love that stuff too. Like, I'm over time very slowly attempting to learn the uh, uh, alphabet aerobics. Yep. I, I what's that? What's yep. that? Some oral sex thing? Fun. 
No, it's uh, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. And it's like, I want to be able to do it all from all from the top of my head because it starts off, it's like, artificial amateurs, aren't it all amazing? Analytically, I saw anime things. Uh, shit, I forgot to do You that. ever, have you ever heard of Spo- the rapper Spose? He's from Maine. I don't think He's so, from- no. You should no. check out the song. He, he should check out the song he has. It's called "All Ours," and he oh. literally raps the whole word, whole entire song, and it makes sense using nothing but ours. He's like <laughs> redonkulous rhyming, ripping rare, like he just goes oh, off. Yeah, like, he, yeah, like, yeah, like in yeah. The yeah. E for and, when every word starts with a V, and it makes perfect sense yes. to what he's trying to. I got you. Yeah, cool. yeah, and uh, uh, he, uh, you could you could tell he's inspired a lot by. Um, uh, Chris Webby, you could tell he's inspired about a lot by Chris Webby. Oh. But yeah, Spose is, is, is from Maine, but Spose is nasty. Very, very, very good rapper. Very underrated rapper. He did the song um, oh my uh, "I'm Awesome" a couple years back. He did the song "I'm Awesome" a couple years back. And that uh, that he blew up with that song, and then he kind of like fell off after. But. Uh, yeah, I think it's Peter Park, his Peter's uh his Peter Sparker mixtape. He did all ours. And that shit was just crazy. That's Better the type of stuff you never as a... the show ever. All right. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you the fact that you said Chris Webby, there's a history of Chris Webby being hated on, on Bracket Bastards because this <laughs> oh, guy right. named Q likes him. This guy named yeah. Q likes him and, and Q's a dick. Oh, wow. I just so do that's it because I enjoy giving him a bad time. I just don't want to give. And him he gets upset about it. Yeah. He, yeah. Hey, what up? he doesn't. He doesn't care too much. It gets under his skin a little bit. He's just like, is it that you're just like dumb, or you just like won't give me the satisfaction? And it's like, I just won't give you the satisfaction of telling you that he's decent. I just won't do it. It makes it makes for proper entertainment. Right. Exactly. It's kind of that's yes. the chase, you know. It's like well, that's it's like that's a like um, yes, yes. When uh, Ermac, uh, uh, Jeremy might know Ermac. Ermac, uh, he's uh, the guy with NEK. Oh, Ermac the Shogun. Yeah, Ermac the Shogun. Yeah. Okay, so Ermac, Ermac, and one of my closest childhood friends were all wrestling fans, or whatever. But they are complete nice. opposite. One, one hates Jim Cornette. The other loves Jim Cornette. And I'm like, oh. we're talking about starting a podcast, but I was like, I want both of you. Oh yeah, on it all the time, and I'm strange. just gonna sit in the middle while you guys complain to each other about Jim Cornette. Dude, that's hilarious. Uh, there's times I'll be watching AEW and something happens. Sure, I'm like, oh, I think I think you did a lot about that. Jesus Christ, the fucking system. <laughs> yeah, Jim Cornette goes a little over time. Do you listen to his podcast? Uh, every now and then, yeah. I just love it. And he gets all high. Goes, Motherfucker! God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> he gets all fucking worked up. Dude, I love. I only like to listen to it if I hear. I if I hear he gets like it. He like flips out or whatever. That's the only time I really yeah. listen to it because I'll just go through. I just love listening to him have a milk. Absolutely. He's fucking hilarious. My so uh, absolutely hilarious when he has a milk. You want to continue your top five there, buddy? Yeah, I was actually just getting my number five. That a boy. Uh, My number five is Bitch Please. Uh, My number four is Drug Valley. Mm, Okay. I I don't know why. It was just one that stuck. 
I think I know why, but yeah, go on. Remember me. Uh, number two is kill you. Remember me. And then uh, I had a co number one spot because I can't just fucking I just can't not have a skit or something be on my list. But the song that is at number one is Amityville for sure. Fucking I fucks with Amityville all day. Yeah. Long. But the fucking uh, skit from that is hilarious. The uh, <laughs> the skit, the skits Ken Kenneth. You can you can take a breath, Jeremy. I'm not gonna rank on ICP. <laughs> he was sitting there, we're just waiting. He's like this motherfucker. He, he was gonna hold his breath. Well, <laughs> you gotta just... think of it. Have Jeremy? Have you have you actually like sat through and listened to it with an open mind? Yes. Without okay, yes. without a juggle, without a juggle of thought. Okay, if you weren't a juggalo and you listened to that, wouldn't you kind of be like, this is funny? I didn't get who the fuck it was about when I was a kid because it was fuck. I yeah, didn't me know either. He was. But yeah, I, I mean, didn't either. Just... Okay, I, I will throw you a bone and Jer- Jeremy by saying this: the the ICP skit with Ken Kniff, I thought was a bit much. If it, I yeah. was going to actually do something to go after, so like say I was going to go after ICP. As Eminem, I would have routed like a different skit for it. I wouldn't have like brought in the original Ken Kniff because everybody knows who Ken Kniff is. He's trying to talk Marshall. He wants to talk Marshall. So, animated yeah. piece of shit. All right. Well, that ra- that wraps up Casket CD, and I think next we're gonna go with my CD yeah, because I know for sure. Wu-Tang's going to be a big finish. I already know that. So we'll fucking go with my scene uh, next. Because it's for the yeah. children, y'all. It's for the children. <laughs> yeah, it is for the children. Wu-Tang killer bees. Sorry. My, my CD was Sictanics Chapter 1, Doctrines of the Damned. Within the demon opens up his mouth and says to me. Into this test that my father has possession of your body. What the fuck I thought that I'd be in hell. But you come upon the master with the story to tell. So that's the way you told gave this one because I want to get to the collab version with Chansey eventually, and I had to give this one first, so he got the original Fuck song, no. so he got the collabs. Yeah. I but, just, damn, I think we just got told from the peanut gallery what they fucking thought. I clutched my non-existent pearls. He's talking about Satanic right now, and you just said, fuck no. Sorry. She didn't know what we were talking about. All right. <laughs> she doesn't I'm know what we're I'm talking sorry. about. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I do not understand where we have offended you. <laughs> but, but no, I got into Sectanic a while back because I got into Razakel because Boondocks was on one of her songs on a CD she put out like back in 2009, 8, whatever, or like 10. But yeah, and like from her, I got into Sectanic 100%. And he became at the time my favorite fucking rapper, like better than ICP, even because he just like went darker. And I was at a dark time in my life, and all that Satanic shit just fucked my head, and I loved it. So. 
I love Satanic. Like the yeah. first five albums, he the first four albums he did are fire, and then like he he kind of started sucking balls. But yeah, and now his shit is like just bullshit. But yeah. and he pulls and as a person, I fucking hate yeah. him because he's just an he's just an asshole. I I talked to people. I mean, I talked to I had like a, a thirty minute conversation a, with. He's a piece of shit. I yeah. totally fucking had like a thirty minute <laughs> conversation with. I had thirty uh, minute like fucking conversation with scum about satanic and it, like it was enlightening as shit. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I love I love yeah. this CD though. But Chancy, wait till you hear the collab version. It's so much fucking better than the originals version. Like the people he brings on well, are all fucking that's hard. Good to know. All all that's people bad. he brings on are like hardcore legends at this point. But Chancy. Actually, actually, no. Cask is our guest. You want to go first? Cask always goes first. I'll go first. I will. I will be dead honest about this album. All right. So we want to go back into about the Satanic thing. All right. All right. Yeah. So just start start over what about what you thought about about the Satanic album uh, there, Casket. What I thought about the album is one, his mixing and mastering is fucking awful. Awful. I, I went and I, I, I played it in my headphones. I played it in my car. And the mixing and mastering of the album, I don't know if he did it himself or if he had somebody else do it. I mean, me coming as a music artist, if I if I put out something with that audio, audio quality, I would have fucking quit. <laughs> you know, I, I really would have. The audio quality was just awful. It was low. Uh, the beats were much higher than his vocals. It, it just... It, it was a, it was a very uh, uh, I mean I'm never I'm never a big fan of him I don't like the way that he culture he was a vulture on our on our scene at all so I'll never give him any happy anything because he's a piece of shit <laughs> but yeah I Damn. I did not yeah I know I really yeah no, no I'm not holding any back because I mean it's just yeah like like the, it, it sounds like he's trying too hard to be like King Gordy. Is exactly what it sounds like to me. Uh, the satanic stuff, I get it. You know, whatever. I, since the, I mean, just the horrible things that he's done. It, it's just like I don't even like to give the guy any credit for anything. You know what I mean? Because it's just he's lied, he's cheated, he's stole money from people. You know, he he completely. You know, SKR SKR was one of the like. SKR was right up there originally, like with LSD and shit back in the day. They really were. Yeah. You know, they you know, they were a good, you know, at the you know, obviously before M and E LSD was like the number two horror core, you know, in the country. And then, you know, so I mean they were a close third back in the day. But like his business practices, him ripping off people, you know, stories of the horrible things he's done to women and shit like that. It's just Fuck this guy. <laughs> that's my yeah, that's, that's my huge. opinion Fuck on it. This you know, guy I, over here too. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he completely ripped off most of the artists that went to SKR. Uh, he offered me a contract way back when, to and luckily enough, Kate Aver talked me out of it because that's when all this shit about him came to light, like months later. Right. And uh, you know, so I, 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 I fucking dodged a huge bullet because I mean, I could have been a lot of money over my head and. I've been fucked yeah. because of him. And, you know, Razakel, Raz is a good friend of mine, you know, and the shit that happened with her was awful. You know, she, he owes her, he owes her a lot of money, <laughs> you know, he, he fucked her over. 
He really did. And they were and they were like dating for a long time too. Like that's the yeah. fuck part. Is like that they were like dating when he did all this shit. You only have one lefty. I mean, well, lucky him getting to tap that shit. But I mean, I would love to take a chance of that. But <laughs> she's yeah. a BBW dream. <laughs> she's a... <laughs> Jesus Christ. So um, now we know how Casket feels in the truest way ever. Yeah, Chancy, you may start your yeah. burns. I'll Honestly, get the slappy skins. All that fire. Like literally all them fucking shots that were fired, just the muzzle flash from all them fucking shots fired. I got, I got, I got no, I got no fucking, uh, I got no roast, man. Like there's <laughs> nothing I can say that he already didn't say, and he even said shit yeah. that I didn't even know existed, and then yeah. fucking threw that on the pile. Like I was able to come up obviously with a uh, top five and a. Uh, one honorable mention in the album. So, I mean, I was able to listen to the whole album. I still say that the reason I didn't make it through Scum was because I was sick, but still. You didn't make it through Scum? Yeah, I, I was sick, man. Like, literally, uh, like, I, I went to sleep. Like, I passed out halfway through the album. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And it was also my, get- one of, it's not my first experience to, or exposure to horrorcore. But like, Scum's like, a different version of horrorcore, right? And it's also kind of he's like, is like his own entity. He really is. It's like it's like being it's like being five feet tall, standing in the four foot nine area of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you you're you're putting putting this album in with with Wu Tang and 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 Eminem is like, uh, it's a big difference. It's like. It's like going from it's like going from you know uh, a, a, a fucking you know a nice restaurant to a fucking you know a hot dog stand. It really is. I mean, satanic. I had to throw in because I can't think of any other guests we're having in the near future where I would throw that out there. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. Like, well, well, at least the world somewhere. knows how. I, at least the world now knows how I feel about him. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, they, hey, he's a piece of shit. I don't think it, I, I, I don't think anybody would blame you or care because it's he's not he's not even a thing anymore. He's non-existent in this rap world anymore. Really, he released no, like one no. CD in the last like five years. So, <laughs> I, I was gonna say I think I remember him trying to like make a comeback, and a bunch of people were like, "Bro, fucking stay away. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants you here." He's a vulture on the he's a vulture in in the, in the scene, you know, in the underground rap scene. He's a vulture, you know. He just. He, he tries to find people that are weak, that don't know any better, and prey upon them and use them for their fucking money. And, you know, and the people that found out, found out too fucking late. And it's unfortunate, you know, while he's, I mean, you know, while he's, he's out fucking eating creme, you know, you know, the best fucking duck from, from they, and these people are eating at fucking McDonald's dollar menu. You know, oh, he'll fucking get hit. He's out fucking he'll find, money. he'll find some young group eventually and get them to like, let him come on and, That'll be his third yeah. comeback, probably. But the faking of the car but, uh, thing was the fucking cherry on the top, though. Oh God, it was, and that, and that it's funny because I met Scum right after that happened, basically, and yeah. it was just funny. Dude, Scum like, was very had, fucking disappointed in him. I'm sure because he he said yeah. like they were great friends at one point, like when they were all mm-hmm. on uh, what was it, Horror House? Horror House, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. like yep. The, the original. Yep. The, the original horrorcore label that signed them all, and they didn't release one album really. <laughs> but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. 
those are basically like all the guys that psychopathic. It, apparently, that was like a label of the guys that I, that psychopathic turned down. That's what I heard. I mean, I didn't hear it from I believe myself, it. but I've heard. I've heard that's what the the guys that psychopathic turned down. They created whorehouse. Because psychopathic is all fucking religious and shit, and they're trying not to fucking put on people that are like Satan worshippers and shit. Uh, but Jesus. yeah, yeah, I know. Well, that weed you back. There's so many satanic imagery in his music, though. There is, but I mean, I don't know. You ever just, seen his live performances? They, like at the ooh, gathering? Uh, you ever seen the videos of him at the uh, gathering? He, he has been yeah, with some, fucking yeah, with some. goat heads on, goat heads on their head and shit. Misty's friends with one of the girls that does it. <laughs> <laughs> I was when you said that when they were being all religious. Now it makes me laugh. It makes me think back to the unveiling. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. That well, was yeah, that's 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 when they announced they were religious. <laughs> but well, no, what was the part of the song? There was a video online that I that I put out there, and Missy and I were listening to the unveiling, and it was the part where it was like the six will drop, and the end of time will consume us all. And all of a sudden, I turn it down. And I go, well, that was a fucking lie. <laughs> so Chancy, does that complete your review? Yeah, it definitely concludes my reviews. Alright, well, I had four honorable mentions to my top five on my CD. And the why first one is watch my Jeremy. What? I said, why don't you just like pull one of your usual moves? Because I don't love every song I don't love every song on the CD. I'll be dead honest about that. That's for damn sure. A lot of the ones I hate get better on the set, on the collab version, but did you notice I, that the mixing was bad in it? Did anybody else notice that, or was it just me? I don't. I love his beats. I that's one thing that got me into him was his fucking beats. Like on the songs the beats, I picked, no, the beats sounds great. But like the beats sound great, but his vocals, whoever mixed his vocals, they they're wicked. It was him. Fucking low. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was his. Awesome. It, it was his first CD ever on his record label, so it was 2007. Like it, it was him. Like on a computer, it's probably. I'm gonna have to send you the first uh, album that I ever did in 2009 with my boy uh, Lawrence, and you'll see the mixing difference between his and mine. And mine, and I was literally recording with a computer microphone. <laughs> uh, I'll have to send you the difference. You, you'll see the difference. I guess so, but I mean, my honorable mentions were 100%. Watch your saviors die. This is my story. This is my life. Is an amazing song. The reflecting God. I love that, and I. And I like I think I think him and Rosakel did that again, like with uh, Marilyn Manson, like backdrop on like one of his uh, rare and unreleased tr- CDs. And Ceremony of Flames is an amazing fucking like song. Like that song used to give me chills when I first listened to it, like back in like 2010, 11, wherever the hell it was. Number five was definitely Doctrines of the Dam because I love that fucking song. Like it's just like the title track is fucking amazing. And his beats on that are so fucking good. Like his beats on that, like make me fucking like just love rap again. Number four is welcome to reality. Cause... Beat producer I know. He makes beats like that. There's <laughs> a, a beat producer that I know. I'll just send you his beats sometimes so you can listen to him. He makes a lot of cool beats like that. Yeah, number four is definitely welcome to reality because that's I like that song. Like that's such a true song. Like it's he everything that was going on at that time, he nailed. Number three is God Hates Me, I Hate Him Too. When I was going through my satanic phase, like, for, like, 10, 15 years, like, it was a, I love that song, like, it just makes so much sense. I, I like the version with uh, him and Roz, 
or uh, not Amon Rogers Cal. I, I, I forget who else is on it, but there's someone else on it in the second album that's so much better. Number two is Beasel Brothers Prophecy because I love the I love the fucking all the music in that song is perfect. And I mean, uh, the monks chanting in his music is just fucking divine, divine. Like I love that shit. And number one, of course, has to be Scream, because even though I love the version with him and Raza Kelly on it so much better, Scream is just an amazing song. And I mean, Chancey, you'll like his layer shit too, because it talks about Hellraiser a lot. Oh, nice. But I mean, Scream with that fucking chorus of "Lost in the Darkness." Inside this shell, I'm heartless. Like I could identify with that for like 15 years of my life. So like that that song was fucking incredible. Like that's what made me fall in love with him. I mean, and then you listen to Team Death, and it's about like mm-hmm. like Razakel fucking him with a fucking strap on while like they do devil shit. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? That right there just showed you he's a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Casket, what were your top five? None of it. <laughs> None of it. I, I, I can't give that guy any love at all. That's a first. I can't. That's a first. I, I mean, I absolutely. I, I would love to. I, th- I thought about it. I sat there while listening to it, and I was like, I can't. I was like, just because of, like, the, the history and stuff, I was like, this guy doesn't deserve anything for me. You know? I just, I couldn't. Call it a conflict of interests. Yeah, it is. It's a conflict of interest. You know, he's fucked over friends that are mine and shit like that, you know? So it's just like, one of those things where I was just like, man, I can't give this guy any love, anything, you know. But Scream, Scream has always been a good song. I know, I've known that song for a long time. So yes, I mean that's probably, if anything, we'll give him that. Scream was good. The one with Roger Cal was better, but we'll give him that. Yeah, Roger Cal makes everything better. I mean, mm, those titties, damn. But Chancey, yes. what were your yeah. top five star? She's one of the best. She's one of the better female rappers. She's also like not just she's a good person. Yeah, I've heard she is. I, I mean, on Facebook, she used to respond to, like, my fucking, like, answers and shit and stuff, too. Like, that was the crazy part. Was, like, she actually used to respond on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, like, no other rapper I ever knew mm-hmm. would actually respond on Facebook that they were, like, at that se- at that level of the scene. But Right. Chauncey, you're top five, sir. Uh, two honorable mentions. Uh, Scream and Welcome to Reality. All right. I bet you can't guess my number five. Uh, I know. I can't. I really can't. I with you, you always go opposite. It's the intro, <laughs> I, dude. I was I was so short on time to listen to my own album. I didn't even listen to the intro. Like I had like I had forty five minutes to listen to my album, so, and it's like oh. an hour over an hour long. So I fucking had to like go through each song and just I know them by heart anyway. So That's I know which so ones I funny. like. Yeah, no, no, my number five is definitely intro for me. Uh, number four, God hates me, so I am. Uh, number three is Biting You Scum because who doesn't love a Gigi Allen fucking reference? I mean. That's about it on that. Being being from New Hampshire, where Gigi Allen is from, I get that. Never really the first good. time I met like, King. I, I never. The got first time I met the... King Gordy is winning it. You never got into yeah. it. I his. I've never been a fan of his music, and I, like, yeah. the horrible. He was a shit shit person, but like it, yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, you're from New Hampshire, G.G. Allen, bro." You know, right. that's like it's become a thing oh, when you tell him you're from New Hampshire. 
you fucking scum. And then everybody said that because I, I did this, I used to do this whole thing called uh, America Scumbag, and everybody's like, you borrowed that from G.G. Allen, didn't you? And I was like, no, I borrowed that from, I borrowed that from fucking other people, dude. Scumbag superstar. Yeah, Come right. on now. I, I just never could get into it. Like, I actually semi-enjoyed listening to the audio, like, that was recorded on album. But, like, you just couldn't, you, I, it, it turned me off listening to it, knowing you could never, like, obviously I was dead anyway, but, like, you could never go to a fucking show, because, I mean, the moment I get hit with shit, I'm fucking taking yeah. somebody out of the knees, and they're never going to walk again. Like, I'm sorry. That's just not, that's just not my idea of a good time, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh number two is Disciples Rise and uh number one was his flesh is my flesh. Alrighty. So yeah, you'll like his layer shit better, I promise. It's better when he gets some like collabs on there and he's fucking rapping with people, like just the stars he gets. I mean, he is like all of LSP and SKR on the collab side, so it's it definitely interesting. Back before they all knew he was a fucking dick, but it was also before he got big yeah, and yeah. Got, and he started fucking like really fucking shit up with everybody else. I want to see Stitchmouth come back, honestly. I haven't heard anything from Stitchmouth in a long ass time. I haven't heard that name in so fucking long. <laughs> Holy shit. I haven't thought it. Wow. I haven't heard that name in ages, man. Yeah, that's it's one of those people. That's like Loon. Remember Loon? Who? Oh, Loon? Loon? Yeah, just fucking disappeared. Just like dropped off the, the fucking face of the earth. One of the best, you know, underground horrorcore rappers just disappears off the face of the earth and nobody's ever heard from him again. I, I never I hearing his name once or twice. I never remember hearing his name for a long time. Yeah, he was he got big like in the MySpace days. Like it was then it was like him, Dark Half, and uh like Corpse Circus and all those guys got really big on, on MySpace back then. And uh then uh. they just like Loon just dropped off, dropped off the map, disappeared completely. You know, after MySpace, it was like he was gone. Uh, my my uh, uh, my, uh, my my audio engineer is good friends with him. I guess they still talk to this day. And I'm just like, hey, you should ask this guy if he wants to rap again. If I can get the first Loon verse in 20 years, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, and uh, like, oh, the, the other guy from SKR too. I can't think of his fucking name. It was Stitch Mouth, and it was. Uh, actually, I'll probably be on collabs. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure with most of the guys who are on SKR, what happened is basically once they fucking realized they got fucked, they just kind of like just became regular people, you know, just molded back into the to life, molded back into the fold of fucking life and got oh. nine to fives. Yeah, I mean, I mean, after that shit happens, it's discouraging, you know. I mean, that's the other two. Comatose and two clips. Like comatose was fucking yep. like two clips was like eh, kind of generic, but comatose was fucking amazing. Yeah. But all right, Chancy, the time has come. Reveal what album you bringeth to the table. I brought an album that needs literally no other introduction other than me just fucking saying it. It is motherfucking Wu-Tang Clan 36 chains Cash moves everything around me Cream get the money Dollar dollar bill yo Cash moves everything around me Cream get the money Dollar dollar bill yo 
such a fucking classic album. Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I can't even. I mean, I can't even begin to describe. Dude, I had to. I I just pulled. I had to pull up the fucking names because the whole album was so good that I have to. I have to choose five of them. Is it's hurting right? me? It's hurting me. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I I mean, it was hard. I mean, for me, I just like. I am actually pulling Jeremy's rule because everything else, because I have no honorable mentions on here. The whole album goes in as mm-hmm. is pristine. To just say to say I have a top five is merely just because of like mostly based on how I was exposed to it and certain little nuances that we'll get to during the reveal yeah. of the top five itself. It, like it was so funny when I shared this to the group chat for NEK artists, Ermac the Shogun goes, it's simple. Wu-Tang wins. <laughs> he goes, Wu-Tang's the greatest, that's the greatest album of all, uh, greatest hip-hop Wu-Tang album of all time. Like, Ermac with. is a huge Wu-Tang fan. <laughs> I love Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah, he straight up was like, there's no album, there's no hip-hop album better than fucking Wu-Tang. I mean, it's it is fucking legendary among like any, it's a hard fall for any, any rap for sure. genre, it's legendary, like, but it's one of those, like, for me, it's like, I, even I would have to say 3-6 Mafia has to sit in second place to fucking Wu-Tang, you know what I mean? It's, dude, they they want they want to be Wu-Tang, oh, too. You, like, like 3-6? That's dope. Oh, dude, I've lo- I love, That's dude, dope, Jer- dude. I mean, Jeremy also loves 3-6 Mafia, but I've also been in the 3-6 Mafia you, since I Do you fuck with him as the Mafia 6? Uh, yes. He actually, I didn't even realize the whole change. I, I, oh, you didn't? I, I just kind of thought that they had lost some of the people and then there were still some of the people there. Yeah. And like, I, about didn't, to have a I didn't even rain realize it was a difference. I just, I noticed that they were like, you know, we would at Mop Six and we ain't about that bullshit. If we don't hate that, we don't hate that. We don't care. a bitch. I mean, I remember. Yeah. But like, at the same time, they were talking about that Mafia Six while they were still Three Six Mafia because that these are lyrics from sipping on some syrup. Yeah, like, yeah. So I mean, that's how I like. For me, there was no difference. Like, I mean, it's got Paul, it's got Juicy, it's got Crazy. Has he, fucking, has he Juicy's not on it? Juicy's, no, Juicy's on the Mafia Six. No, oh no, yeah, it's no. uh. uh <laughs> It's it's everybody but him originally, right? But yeah, yeah. They basically like kicked Juicy out, I guess, because which is just the been... dumbest fucking thing they could have ever done. Yeah, ever. Have you ever? Now you like? Have you listened to Killjoy Club? I'm not. I oh. was gonna bring that on. I was gonna bring that on last week, but yeah, or that's, two weeks that's ago. A mix, two weeks ago. That's yeah. a mix of. That's basically the mix of ICP and Three Six Mafia. I yeah, I I talked it's about it because I was gonna very, bring it on, but it's a very interesting album. I yeah, can't actually, say it's one of my favorite albums, it's but it's very interesting. It's, it was my very it was it was my favorite for a minute when it first came out. It was, I was, it was good. About, yeah. I was talking about this earlier, but uh, I had to rethink my myself on my opinion of Justin Timberlake because Justin Timberlake dropped a fucking serious promo for fucking Three Six Mafia when he was on Hot Ones, and I was like, "All right, dude, that's what's up." Wait a minute, <laughs> hold up. All right, I'll listen to some more. You bring it back. What's up? Nah, dude, fucking Wu-Tang, dude. The first time I heard fucking the... Oh, did we lose him? Uh, yeah, he has internet issues sometimes. He's all right. 
But keep keep talking about why you loved your Wu Tang album, basically. Uh, honestly, dude, a lot of it's samples because like you have to have a really good ear to catch what's not a sample and what like like from different records and shit like that. Like uh, I I can always I never can remember the horn section uh, that that starts. Oh, we lost them. He'll be back. Just keep going. I fucking, uh, I mean, I just, I would fucking, old, old Dirty Bastard, I mean, while not necessary, I mean, he's always been my favorite of the group. I mean. Yeah, ODB is fucking amazing. For real. That's like, right, my nickname from on Bracket Bastards. ODB. I, know, I noticed. I noticed. And, uh. I mean, just the fact that there wasn't a single person, like, the fact that they were all able to independently fucking go out and, like, do successful shit. Everybody. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's very little that you've never heard of. Like, Raekwon the Chef was probably the one I had heard of the least, but still knew who the fuck he was. Yeah, basically. I mean, I mean, this album is a classic to me. I'll just go oh, my review next while we're waiting for him. I mean, yeah. this this album to me is a fucking golden ass classic. I love it. I mean, I didn't hear it until like a few years ago too. Like when I was younger, I knew some of the songs on it, but I never heard the whole album for a long time because I was past the point where Wu Tang was big. Like I was a little little kid when Wu Tang was a big thing, and then right. like they they stopped being like they they broke up and stopped being big at that point, and like. I knew of met. I knew of the different members before I knew that they were ever part of a group together. So uh, I got yeah. That's kind of the same thing with me a little bit. Like it was kind of the same time for me. I mean, I basically just I knew I knew Method and Red Man. Like that's how I knew Method Man. Yeah. Old Oldery Bastard. I only knew when I got into ICP because of the song he's on Bitches. Uh, and yeah. Bitches, I love that song. <laughs> And then, I mean, he, and then uh, RZA, I knew just because I knew RZA from, like, being guest Everybody. guest starring on different, yeah. and Ghostface Killer, I knew because of Def Jam video games. Yeah, Ghostface Killer, I almost forgot to mention him. That's almost but I mean, the, I, that's how I knew most of them. Like, the other ones, like, Jizza, I, like, I never heard of him before that. Like, yeah. I never, I never heard of, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I can't think of his name even, but. I mean, so this album's just classic to me. I mean, I'll get into my top five. So we just both did our review of uh, Wu Tang, and now we'll let okay. you give your review of Wu Tang for your top fives. It's literally the most classic hip hop album of all time. I mean, I just, what, what more do you say? Like when you when most people think of hip hop, they think of Wu Tang Clan. Like there's no. You know, if 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 you ever came across somebody and they said they never heard of Wu Tang Clan, then like, what fucking planet are they from? Because I mean, it's just it's they're synonymous with hip hop. I mean, they're it's, they're the the style, the members. It's just it's hip hop, man. I mean, the first time I ever heard of them was actually on a Family Guy episode in like two thousand something. Jesus Christ! Oh, like, I keep I keep hearing you say these things where you like first hear this shit come from, and I'm just like astounded. Like, where? In the I'm actually kind of astounded myself. 
I grew up watching cartoons, so that's all I fucking knew was cartoons. And when they introduced shit like Simpsons and like I didn't hear Michael Jackson until he was on The Simpsons, like when I was like five. Now I know why you got so big into satanic stuff now. <laughs> I, mean, a lot of, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense at the same time. Because it's, well, I mean, I, I grew up at a different time too, and it was like babysat by the television. Fucking, except I didn't have any parental guidance that prevented me from turning it on, like all the shit you're not supposed to see. And, yeah. Like, my parents yeah, my... were all like, no, no, expose them at a very young age so that way they're, you know, ready for it. Dude, my parents let me watch Showgirls when I was like 10. Same. You know Lucky what I mean? Fucking like, bastard. Lucky bastard. Know, it, it, I, it, I was it, watching Saved by the Bell and fucking Showgirls simultaneously. So I'm like, dude, Saved by the Bell. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, that fucking Adderall the addiction or the fucking Ritalin addiction is yep, yep. getting fucking yep. straight fucked in a pool by Fred yep. Flintstone of all people. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. Yeah, my par- my parents were just like, as long as I didn't get in trouble, like they didn't give a fuck what I did. It was just like oh, if I, I got in trouble, that I get my ass. I if I got in trouble, I I definitely got in trouble. I get my ass beat, and that's what happened. I got my ass beat, and you know, I, th- I at the time I used to hate my dad for it, but now I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad you can because at least you got it out of you. I can't get it out of me with my children, unfortunately. <laughs> Yep. Just kidding. I Which, don't. I don't want to beat my children. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I do. I I want to beat my fucking children. And I can't because of the fucking laws. So yeah, trust me. My only, kids are bad. Only but, half the time. Yeah. Chancy, yeah. since it's your CD, what are your top five, sir? Uh, number five is uh, Tears. Hmm. Since Ooh. every like, since all of the entire what? We that match on one so far. Oh shit! But literally, like I said, since the rest of the album goes in inherently as an honorable mention, uh, number four for me is um, shame. I'm just gonna call it shame because I ain't about yeah, to I, fucking I, deal with that bullshit. I understand why. Uh, yep. Number three, of course, is protect your neck. I mean, you can't fucking talk about a top five on fucking thirty six chambers. Without having protect your neck in at least the top three. Yeah, uh, that's where we differ. Uh, number two is Method Man, and mm. oh. the reason I oh. put the reason I put it at number two instead of number one is because of that fucking. I was telling you about this earlier, Jeremy. That uh, fucking Lula Borg made a fucking uh, remix of that song during the pandemic using a fucking speaking spell and a fuck ton of cameras and all types of shit in his bathroom, dude, for real. You gotta check it out on YouTube. It's fucking great. Method Man was one of those songs that, that literally when, when a lot of people describe being they're like, Method Man, bro. This dude freestyles for five minutes straight. You gotta check it out. Really? You know, it was one of those things. Like, you gotta check it. Like, that was like the that was one of the clingers when I was younger. When somebody was like, "Yo, check out this fucking album," and like, I, I listened to Method Man first. Yeah. Yeah, it was. 
Yeah, when he when he busts out that speaking spell for the for the chorus, like M E T H O D man, I was like, "Fucking, I'm sold. I'm fucking sold." <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, number one. Yeah. Inherently, anytime you ever talk about you know thirty six chambers, first thing that usually comes out of anybody's mouth is cream. Cash moves yep. everything around me. A hundred percent. Me. Which dollar dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> which <laughs> means it's casket's turn to his top five. Number five, bring the ruckus. Fucking fantastic song. Uh it's literally the beginning of the album. <laughs> like that's that was my introduction to Wu Tang. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Fucking awesome song. Obviously, number four for me is Method Man. I fucking love it. I, I, I've always, you know, just it's the introduction to Method Man himself, who is just one of the best rappers who ever walked this planet. Like, if, thank you, dear. If I could be a quarter as good as him someday, I would be, I would be happy. Uh, number three is uh, Protect Your Neck because. Come on now, it's just it's, it's fucking top dope. Three, it's been top three material. Yeah, and you know where am I? At? Number I'm on number one now, number right? Two. Number one, number two, number two. Yeah. Number two, number two would be tears. Tears is dope. It's a good. It's a good. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Number one is fucking cream, bro. Cream. Yeah. Cash rules everything around me. Get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. And then, yeah, like, it's so it's, for it's, cream itself, though, that line fucking a lot arrived alive on arrival. Like, dude, yeah, dude, yeah, Th- that was like the introduction of using acronyms in a rap song. I don't think anybody else did that before them, honestly. Yeah, like, I, I mean, kind of, I mean, it's not really, it's not really, but I kind of, I kind of took, I did a song on my last album called KGB. Which I did an acronym like Cream, which KGB is Kurt Goes Bang. <laughs> which obviously, wow. you know, Kurt Goes Bang. I wonder um, what the song's about. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, the song's pretty intricate. It's I'm, I'm a voice inside of Kurt's head, and then Shit. obviously, yeah, oh, it, I got, I, yeah, I got, I got, I got really into it. Yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. hate Nirvana, so I, uh, but I, 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 I researched the subject. Kurt Cobain's death, and I used a lot of the actual stuff uh, that had to do with his death and stuff like that. And so I, you know, and then I came to my own conclusion at the end of what actually happened to Kurt, which Courtney killed Kurt. Of course. Yeah, I always knew that. But yeah. all right, so at the end of the song, at at the end of the song, it, it just it this kid goes, Courtney, what the fuck, bang. But so my top five for the CD. And it does include four album mentions because I had to have honorable mentions to the CD and I didn't want to pull Jeremy on the CD because there are some songs I'm like, I could kind of like skip over and it's just the way it is. But my honorable mentions are Shame on a Iga. I'm going to say Iga. Iga. Clan in the front. You can say Ninja. Yeah, that's too. Uh, ninja. We're not talking about Eminem right now. <laughs> But I was like the N word? What the fuck? No. 
MNE. Oh, I thought you said ninja because like ninja the guy. Oh, he did say he did say, he did say he did say ninja, but I said we're not talking about MNE right now, which is Twisted's oh. label. That's what they call their fans. But and my other two honorable mentions were the mystery of cheese boxing because that song's fucking incredible. And yeah. Method Man, uh, Method Man's my last honorable mention. Wow. Uh, honorable mention for Method Man. Wow. Well, oh. my my number five was Tears, of course, because Tears is fucking incredible. My, my number four is Wu-Tang Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With, because yeah, okay. I love that fucking okay. song. Okay. I'm accepting. We're getting so good. We're, my number... And trust me, this list moved around a lot as I listened through the CD, but... I, I, number I, three... Number three was Can It Be So Simple? Oh. I love that that's song. A, I love that song. Miss, I, I love miss, that beat. I missed that one. That's a miss, that's a miss gem, but I, I was going to say, I yep. can't fucking fault you for it. Like, I, I wanted it to, but I can't fault you for it. Yeah. Right, number, number two, sir. Number two was Wu-Tang's Seventh Chamber Part 2. What? Really? Wow. All right. Okay. Like that's, that, high. that's high. The, ori- the original Seventh Chamber didn't even make it on my fucking list, but Part 2 I was know, fucking that's amazing. That's like, no, that, okay. that, yeah. And I mean, that, that was fucking amazing. Actually, it was originally the, the original Seventh Chamber, and then I, once I heard Part 2, I'm like, oh no, fuck it. It's Part 2, not the original. Like, Part 2. And number one, of course, is Cream, because you can't fucking not put Cream as your fucking number right. one You know pick. I'd never it's let fu- you live it down. No, no, Cream is the only Wu-Tang yeah, song I, I knew. It I, it's the only Wu-Tang song I knew for like 25 years, so. And that's just because my brother... It's like a universal thing with Wu-Tang. Right? Like, it's, that's like, the only... it's like a thing with Wu-Tang. If they don't know Cream, I, then they don't know Wu-Tang. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I told, I told Chansey when you were off camera for a minute there, like, I knew most of the main people in Wu Tang as solo rappers before I knew Wu Tang even existed. So, I I knew ODB before Wu Tang. Yeah. No, I mean, I, not yeah. even ODB. It's a similar thing for me as well. But yeah. just like Meth, I knew like Meth and Red from their TV show on Fox before I knew Wu Tang, and yeah. like I knew a I knew a fucking like Ghostface Killer because of Def Jam video games, but. Like, yeah. It was just I knew I knew them all separate ways before I ever heard of Wu Tang Clan, like. I'm surprised my older cousin never introduced me to them because he introduced me to like a lot of rap, and I'm surprised he never introduced me to Wu Tang. You're a huge fan of horrorcore. Did you know a member of Wu Tang Clan started one of the first mainstream horrorcore groups? What Ghostface Killer? Grave Diggers, man. Grave Diggers. Oh, which which one was in Grave Diggers? Dude, yeah, that's um, I can't remember his name there. I can't remember which one it was, but he started. He started. Hold on, I got my Google machine right now. My Google on. machine. He started. Uh, that was the. I got my Google machine. I'm gonna fire it up right now. Uh, he, uh, the Grave Diggers. Uh, he started. It was them, and it was the. Uh, uh, it was the Grave Diggers, and it was I can't remember who else, but the Grave Diggers. It's like horrorcore Wu Tang. It's it's really dope. They oh. rap just like Wu Tang, but it's all horrorcore. RZA. It was RZA. It was RZA. Yeah, Rizza. Yeah, Rizza. He became yeah, Resurrector. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you should you should check out their albums, man. They're fucking. Oh, I know all of Grave Diggers. Nasty. I know all of Grave Diggers. I fucking love Grave Diggers. Yeah. I like their I like their older. Yeah. I like I like I like most of their older yeah, shit. Nasty, new really. shit. But I mean, yeah, their new stuff is not. I mean, it's not really. I like I like I like some. Their older stuff is fucking. 
some of their new songs are fucking yeah. pretty damn catchy. But... I always thought, like I like once because ICP was obviously my first down the rabbit hole for horrorcore, and then I started going. I went from ICP to Esham, and then I went from Esham to like. You know, Brother Lynch hung, and then I went from uh, Brother Lynch hung. It like brought me to, you know, it brought me to more like obscure, obscure like rap, hardcore rappers. Oh, that are you know like King Gordy, King Gordy, and then like you know King Gordy, and oh, there goes everything. Here we go, Brother you Lynch, know, King Gordy, and all them. And so it's funny you, you know, say Brother that because Esham was the first episode on this uh, uh, show, and he yep. be- and he came on a later episode too again. And yep. Brother Lynch hung is gonna make. Uh, the first two, fucking uh, booming words and um, Judgment Day Part One, but they both both Chancy and the guests fucked it up and listened to both parts. But uh, but I mean, uh, and trust me, Brother Lynch Hung is gonna make it on the show eventually. I love Brother Lynch Hung. I like Brother Lynch Hung, but every one of his albums sound almost exactly the same. They do. That's I mean, he's a very similar. And- he's one of those rappers, but he's one of those rappers, but. His, but his lyrics are fucking disgusting, and and that's oh, that's and they are yeah they they they're crazy. Uh, Scum's believe it or not, Scum's uh, hero is Brother Lynch Hung, like he's his oh, yeah, inspiration. And you should have seen Scum's face when I was like, he's dope, but all his music sounds the same. You think I would have slapped his child in the face? He was upset with me. <laughs> you, you you should have seen Scum's face when I asked him if he ever fucked Smalls one. <laughs> I don't think that would have gone over well with his wife. Uh, well, his wife wasn't around at the time, but I mean, he, I asked him, and he's just like, "No, nah, dude, she's got a family." Yeah, see, he's a nice guy. He's nice. I know he's, he's, a, he's actually a, he's, a legitimate nice guy. He really is. I know my cousin, who's not a hardcore fan at all, really. He's went to like ICP concert before, but like mm-hmm. he went to the Scum concert with me, and like. He's talking to Scum and like we're doing Neger bombs and everything else with Scum, smoking cigarettes and, and like joints with them all night, like while we're waiting for him to go on. And like it was also, uh, it was Lex the Hex and it was fucking uh, Axe Murder Boys and there was me. Uh, I'm pretty sure there no, was you, me. You weren't that one. Yes, were I you? Was. I was. Yes. Not. Yep. Not the not the Palladium, but the smaller yes, the smaller place. Cadaver was there yeah, too, right? That was me too. I was there too. I was there. I don't think I, I was there that night. That was before you. No, I was no, no. That, that, was, that was before you. I believe you, but that was before you were dating Misty, so I don't think I knew you existed. Yeah, no, no. That was 2017. No yeah, no, that was 2017. That was the uh, Path of Destruction tour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kadaver was like, on that tour also. I, I was working with Kadaver. Yeah. Tour. Okay, because I, I talked to Kadaver outside the club for a minute, but like. I, I got photos with like X Murder Boys and Lex the Hex and fucking Scum mm-hmm. and everybody else. Like, but like, that's such a I small know, world, man. <laughs> I know it is. And like, I, I remember Misty actually showed up like at the, at the end of the show, she showed up after it was over. Mm-hmm. Like, she was running late and like, she didn't think she didn't think she missed the whole thing, but she missed the whole fucking show. She probably missed the show because her ex boyfriend was a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. I've, I've, I've been a friend of hers on Facebook. I've been a friend of hers on Facebook for a while, so I, I know that story. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was an awesome show. I got to fucking smoke like with all of them and fucking like go to the bar with scum and shit. And like, but my cousin who, who's not a hardcore fan, like he's like, Scum's a great guy. And like we, we walked around the corner to get McDonald's, we walked back, and we went back and like we watched the main artist perform and everything. And like fucking scum comes on, and he get he starts like humping the fucking uh 
we're supposed to be a dead body on stage. And my cousin's like, I'm going to go sit at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think Every- I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, and, and I had to if- carry, I've had to carry that body back and forth on that tour sometimes. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean... But I mean, it's funny because like every time my cousin tells a story, he always talks about the one scum lyric where he's like, he's like, it was always, it was just like, scum's such a nice guy. Like we're talking to him, having a fucking fun ass time. And then he gets on stage and it's cut her from the vagina to the throat, cut her from the pussy to the throat. And then like, like that's the one line he always brings up. It's fucking hilarious when he does it. Like it's Uh, my, my brother died laughing when he heard that story, but yeah. Oh. That's going to do it for Maniacal Music Musings tonight, I believe. We thank our guest, Casket, for coming on because it's been a fun fucking show. And yeah, our guests, our listeners are going to love this one 100%. Absolutely. And it will be, com- it'll be, it'll be coming out this Friday. So it'll actually be coming out before make your sure paranormal tell episode. It'll be coming out this Friday. Well, I got to say, you know, make sure everybody checks out Lethal Weekend uh, this Friday and Saturday in Manchester, New Hampshire. The first night's like Lloyd Banks. Uh, little easy, easy son. Uh, I think Ishan's yeah. on the first night. Uh, no, uh, oh, Ishan's on the second night. Second night, Shaggy Too Dope of ICP, Scum. Uh, I, then it's Ishan, uh, JP the Hustler from LSP's on there. I'm on there. I know. Misty and myself yeah. will be there. You yes, know, I we're will. Be there. And then we're getting married next month. So congratulations. And we have Misty on the show in like two weeks. Oh, yeah. fucking yeah. it. Yep. Nice. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she. Uh, that's, hey, she that's, why, that's why I don't do these business meetings things, man. I like to be surprised. She, she's better at talking than me. She does better talking than me. No comment. No comment. But <laughs> she's not as she's not as opinionated as I am. We'll say that. Uh, I'm good. Opinionated works on this show, so I'm good with that. Okay. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you could definitely share it around with the weekend and. Tell tell Isham if he wants to come on defend one of his albums to Chansey, it'd be fucking awesome. Oh, I will. Come on, I, I'll do it. Dude. Don't make me. Do he's it, mean. I'll do it. He, just don't bring oh. up the fact of him walking off stage blindfolded. He won't like that. What? I wouldn't bring that up regardless. But go look it up on YouTube. Isham falls off stage. Oh hell no! <laughs> I, wouldn't I mean, even do that. But... I wouldn't even do that. Like if it was like a hate thing, like. That's just. That's it was awful. That sucks. It sucks. I, I was like, quick, oh man. That's a quick way to get a fucking person to be like, all right, we're done here. Like, god damn it. I mean, he kept it's, it's he kept look, it going though. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm at it's, the interview. Look, I'm at like the it, show, <laughs> like our oh, show. Yeah. Like if he came yeah. on and I'm all like, hey, remember that time you fucking pulled this fight face plant? Yeah, fuck you guys. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. I just fucking. Uh, Shit the bed here. Nah, it's it's not as bad as Gmo Ski fucking drop kicking a person from stage. We were on tour when that happened, and we all got to see video. Uh, Young Wicked is actually the one that brought it up to us and showed us like, "Yo, Gmo just drop kicked this dude off the stage." <laughs> <laughs> so we I mean, got to see we got coming, to see video from yeah we got to see video of the security the security guard for E shot it. And sent it to us, so we got to see it. It was actually pretty funny. We're all like, "That's how you handle a hater, man." <laughs> I mean, I saw I saw a video the next day on YouTube, and it was fucking pretty awesome. But Gmo yeah, Ski's coming yeah. on this uh, show eventually too. I pretty damn oh, soon, I think. Yeah. But Gmo I mean, is not, a not lot more opinionated than me. 
Oh yeah, Timo's. If I can get him on this show personally, I'd fucking love it. But I mean, I can't. I I have no connection to him. I'm gonna try tagging him on Twitter at some point. But but that's been our show for tonight. I'm sure he is. But that's been our show for tonight. And then Casket, we thank you for coming on. And your your soon to be wife will be on in a couple weeks, which we can't wait. I can't wait for that one because I've been a Misty Rain fan before I ever knew Misty Rain. So thank you, Juggalettes of Instagram. But 100%. And Chauncey, any final words before we depart tonight? Uh, well, obviously, thank you to the guests for coming on. Pleasure has been mine. It's always nice, especially. It was absolutely a pleasure, man. Yeah, thank you. And, you're, and I speak for Jeremy saying that you're definitely more than welcome to come on again in the future. Exactly. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Ch- Chancey, where, where's the one place they could find you? I mean, I'm on Facebook. That's all I do. Fucking, and I'm here. And I'm on the Bracket Bastards. Like, those are the three places you can find me. If you can't spell my name right by now, too fucking bad. I mean, I'm on the cube. That's what's up. All right. Well, y'all can blame it on the weed, but Casket, where can they find all your music? Everywhere. Anywhere where there's literally, it's in. Every even in India, it's everywhere. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, you can just Google Casket the Monster K A Z K I T the T H A Monster New England style M O M O N S T A. Uh, you can Google me and uh, nobody else comes up, so you'll find me anywhere. And of course, you can find me and Chancy on the Paranormal the New Normal Maniacal Music Musings podcast group on Facebook. And you can find me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. Until next time, we will be back on Tuesday with pop star Gigi Rowe as our guest. And Chancy, what's your album for that day? It actually is a completely different direction than I normally would have expected to go. But it is a band that I was introduced to by a very close person to me. A band by the name of Placebo. And I'm going with their album, Meds, because it has probably like two or three of my favorite songs of theirs on that album alone. I don't know who they are, so I never I never heard of them. So it's going to be a complete shock to my system, whatever that is. But I am bringing... I hope you like it. And I'm not telling you nothing about it. So I'm waiting to see what happens on this show, because it could get real, real fucking quick. <laughs> well, we... we are... <laughs> we also don't know what um, we, we don't know what album Gigi's bringing yet, whether it's one of hers or oh, somebody yeah. else's. You, but you sent it to me. Could you tell me what it was again, yep. so I can write it down? I yeah, I, I said to look it up because I forgot the name of it. But I am I am bringing within Temptations the Unforgiving. It's because it's one the name of the band. Yeah, within Temptations, the name of the band. It's called Unforgiving, the Unforgiving, and it's a fucking story album kind of, and it's fucking amazing and. They're kind of like European uh, metal pop in a way. So, with Temptations, my shit. And I am happy to finally bring them in. And I think a pop star will appreciate them because they're European pop, kind of. But not really, but kind of. And we will catch you all next time. Thank you for listening slash watching. Next time, Casket, you should bring on one of your albums and we'll review it. Uh, I felt weird dude, choosing one of my albums. I, 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 would, I, I was I hoping am... you would, actually. Oh, yeah? Well, oh, yeah, if, maybe sometime. If, 
if he doesn't next time, then I may have to bring on a certain order yes, that has been like called it. on here before. I like all it. All right, yeah. But we will see you all next time, and Casket will be back eventually.